Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And if we thought we were confused or conflicted about our emotions of the basketball team last week, they just got more complex. Ooh, a lot to go into there. A lot of feelings. Are they more complex, though? I don't know, Clint. Well, I don't know. No, I I think they might be calcified. Uh, hmm. Maybe maybe that's the maybe just they are who we thought they were. Maybe is the better hmm. way of saying that, Daniel. Uh, Correct. Uh, before we get started, though, should we cue the formal apology music? Uh, it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So and we are so, putting out our first yeah. episode of the week. So if you're new to the we podcast, yeah, we should address this. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad you're here. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, glad you are here. This is. This is Daniel and I. Uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to be with you on Tuesday. And yeah, cue up the formal apology music. We have it on cue, just ready to go at a moment's notice because who knows when we're going to say something buffoonery uh, or, mm-hmm. or or not say anything at all. Or just be silent like for an entire, for an entire 24-hour period. Just mm-hmm. Look, it was the Super Bowl and we were both at Super Bowl festivities and then trying to record on Sunday night and just things things got away from us. So, but we're here. We're here. We're here now. Yeah. We're ready to make amends. We're going to have episodes every day for the rest of the week. It's a big week. It is. In the life of the University of Georgia. Um, uh, and we have lots to discuss on that note. Clint was getting ready to tell you that we are not um, oh, yeah, that's right. insiders or experts. But we are Georgia fans, and you are Georgia fans. And this is a podcast for fans, by fans. We're not trying to be anything else. Um, uh, but we are trying to have an honest conversation from one Georgia fan to, or from two Georgia fans to some others. If you'd like to join in on that conversation and make it more of a dialogue instead of a monologue, uh, we wholeheartedly welcome that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can interact with us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. You can send us an email at uh, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Uh, many of you do those things every week, and um, we enjoy all of your correspondences. Um, we try to get back to as many of them as we can. Uh, other things you can do to help out the podcast, you you can listen to the podcast, which you're already doing right now. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. There's no, doing no possible way that you could hear me say this and not be supporting the podcast. You're doing it in this very moment. Um, uh, but if you want to go one step further, you can go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you always download the podcast, and that would help us out a tremendous amount. If you want to go a step further than that and mm-hmm. you like the podcast, you can leave us a five-star rating or review, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find the podcast. And if you want to go one step further than that, you can have your cat sign up and subscribe Which, to the podcast. By the way, Daniel, um, I'm, I'm blown away the amount of people that have told us through various cat paraphernalia mm-hmm. just strewn mm-hmm. upon Twitter. That their cat is now signed mm-hmm. up for the podcast. So good good on you. Which is which is great. And so Mr. Jingles, welcome to the show. We're glad we're glad to have you listening. Uh whoever you are out there. Um if you don't know what that is, um we're not gonna explain it from here on out. It's just gonna be like one of those Trevor jokes that like either you're gonna know who Trevor is, you're gonna know what a cat subscription is. Or you're not, and it's fine. It's just going to be one of those things. I never, Either way, we're not. Do you ever, do you ever sit back? Do you ever sit back and wonder how? How did I get here? Just talking uh, about cat subscriptions. On on the daily, okay. every that's good. Every single day, 
Um, uh, yeah, we're here five days a week normally. Again, we apologize, but we're here uh, for the four remaining days of mm-hmm. this week. Um, and we have a lot to talk about. Don't we ever. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. We're going to uh, jump back into our most important player at each position group. Um, uh, we're going to talk about some dumb things and some amazing things that we read on the internet. And we are going to um, recap the basketball game that happened now three days ago. Monday, Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, three mm-hmm. days ago um, against Texas A&M. Tomorrow, just full disclosure, FYI, tomorrow is Wednesday. It is National Signing Day. It is a big day. We record podcasts the night before. And so we are going to put out a podcast because we don't want to leave you hanging tomorrow. But it will not be about National Signing Day. It will cover some other topics like most important player. We'll preview the Florida game. Georgia plays a basketball game tomorrow night. We'll preview that game. We'll talk about some other things as well. And then our signing day coverage will be on Thursday. We'll record on Wednesday night once all of the names and signatures are in. And we will break down all of our thoughts. And there will be many on Thursday. That will probably spill over into Friday. That will probably spill over into the following week. That will probably spill over into, I don't know, June, I would say. We'll be talking about it. until So um, uh, that's a little preview of the week um just so you know where we stand but but today let's jump back in most important player we're gonna try to squeeze two position groups into this uh first segment yeah are you ready well one of them sure i'm i'm ready because one of them is just a gush fest over one of our favorite players already on the team so correct most important player at the wide receiver position clint don't overthink it jorge Jorge, capital J, Uh lowercase, Jorge. That's how you spell it. Um, uh, Most important wide receiver on the team. It's not even even close. There's there's not a more important person to this offense outside of the emergence of Jamie, a quarterback. Jorge is going to be, hopefully, uh, the one getting us out of third and longs, scoring lots of touchdowns, taking the top off the offense. I, I mean, there's there's no end to how much we can project his greatness if everything lines up, if Monken is who we think he is, uh, which right now all reports coming out from recruits that are talking to this kid love talking to him. Do you remember all those negative reports you read about James Coley going into last year, Clint? I do. Oh, wait. No, <laughs> you don't. Because no one ever writes negative reports about new offensive coordinators. I just, I roll my eyes every time I read another report about how, oh my gosh, you'll never believe it. But this, the guys that used to play for this guy think he's awesome. Oh, really? Kirby, no, Kirby can't that... stop gushing about him. Yeah, that's because he just made him a millionaire well, he, he, overnight. He like, paid him millions of dollars. Of course he's going to say good things. Uh, uh, no, it's yeah. it's Jorge, Daniel. It's Jorge. Do we need a number two wide receiver, a number three wide receiver to step up? Of course we do. But don't, but at, um, maybe as much as at any other position, a wide receiver, the wide receiver position is one in which the alpha male can really carry a team. You know, look at the you look at the AJ Greens, the Julio Joneses, the um, the absolute the uh, DeAndre Hopkins of the NFL. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that they get the double teams. They get the coverage rolled their way, and yet they still produce. 
time in and time out. That's who we need George Pickens to be, and hopefully that's who he will be. Um, but let's quickly touch on, uh, before we get over to the defensive side of the ball, which I think we're going to cover tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Clint, there's a, whole, there's a whole mess of people that play on this team uh, in the third unit. Uh, we're just going to lump them all together because it would be silly to say the most important player at kicker or punter because there's only one that ever plays and it would just be a wild speculation when it comes to kicking about who that's going to be. Um, Who's the most important player in special teams Mm. for this team coming into next season? Um. I think last year, I don't know exactly what the stat was, but last year, Daniel, we were an abysmal return team last year. We had been waiting. Punt or kick? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yes is the answer. <laughs> yes, the answer. Just couldn't couldn't get return yardage anywhere. And you and I have for years been waiting for a, a breakout, you know, Todd Gurley-like moment of returning mm-hmm. it back. And we haven't gotten it yet. Um, now, I don't know who's going to emerge out is gonna be james cook i I don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. maybe it could very well be Mm -hmm. is it gonna be a freshman that that tops off at like Mm -hmm. 4.1 on the 40 i don't know maybe sure whoever it is it's it's the the return game that's going to be the most important part of special teams this coming year okay that is that's a bit of a cop-out because we're looking for most important player but i will allow it um. Yeah, it's you could say Kamarda, mm-hmm. um, Jake Tumani Kamarda. Um, <laughs> you could say it's Kamarda because he's he's certainly the known commodity. Which, by the way, scale of one to ten, we got a question about this uh, in our email, Clint. Um, scale of one to ten, how nervous should Georgia fans be that we have no idea who's going to be kicking field goals next year? Gosh, I want to twelve. I want yeah, thirteen. I, I want to say is it fifteen? A, a all all the all the teens, all the nervous, all the nervousness. Just yeah. pile up. No, yeah. it's not. It's not good. I hate it. I hate. I hate everything about it. It will be a storyline. Oh yeah, progressing through the off season, for sure. I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you. Say it's the return game, and I'm just gonna go ahead and stick my neck out there and say I think it's going to be Dominic Blaylock. And I think Dominic Blaylock is going to be the primary punt returner. And I am looking for something special from Dominic Blaylock at that position. Um, will Karis Jackson get back and get some reps? You know, he was doing it early in the year before his injury. Obviously, Tyler Simmons is gone. And all God's people said, amen. amen. And uh, Dominic Blaylock was was doing the primary punt returning uh, for the better part of the season. It seems like might be his job again. So I'm going to say Dominic Blaylock. We do need some big plays in the return game. Just something. Something. Just waiting for something. Um, uh, so, yeah. Most important player on special special teams will be something to watch this coming season. It It is far from a certainty. That's for sure. All right. We're going to talk about stuff we read on the internet. And, boy, do we have some doozies. Daniel, I just want to start... Uh, the football season, NFL season, is over now officially. Uh, hey, Mikol, okay. where where to get you a ring, brother? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for you, but just get get a ring at Georgia next time. Like, I, I I want I want a ring. Like, I don't. 
sure, do I cheer for Georgia players in the NFL? Yes, but again, I want Georgia to win one. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you got a ring. That's great. That was great for you. And it's great for Wilford Bremley or whoever your coach is. But um, but I'm looking for Georgia to win something. Are you gonna sometime. Are you gonna go out when when it happens? And yeah, I'm just gonna you know mm-hmm. just when it happens. Are you gonna go out and get a a replica made and just tote that thing around on Saturdays? The ring? Yeah, just go. You know that's right. Yeah, you know that's right. Uh, I earned it. Listen to me. I earned it. <laughs> if there's if there's anybody say look say. Say that I didn't earn I, it. I can't. And yeah. I, I will. You dang skippy, I'm going to. All right. Um, well, hey, so the NFL season is over, but now we enter the draft season. Mm-hmm. Todd McShay has has gone over to Jimmy C's apartment, um, thrown out the Axe Costco boxes, and got to the hair gel. He's going to make sure mm-hmm. that's nice and prime because this is his now. Okay. Got to keep it tight. Got to keep it you tight. You got to keep it tight, Todd. Um, but – but the stupidest thing I read on the internet containing draft projections, because as we know, draft projections, they, they're going to come from everywhere. Your, the cat that has just subscribed to the podcast is going to come out with a seven-round projection at some point, Daniel. At some point he will. Yeah. Uh, no, at some point. So Matt Miller over at Bleacher Report gave his first take at seven-round projections. By the way, who in their right mind makes a seven-round projection? I love those seven-round projections. Yeah, sure you do. Because all I look for is the team that I cheer for is picks cause, and Georgia players. And so, like, if it's a first-round projection, I only get to see one pick I care about. <laughs> that's just because, like, I only cheer for one team. And so, like, I just scroll down until I get to that one. Okay, that's who they have us taking. All right, well, seven rounds, then all of a sudden there's some meat on that bow. Which, by the way, i got to hand it to you really quick. Kudos for you for uh, for talking about the Super Bowl and not – not eliciting Shanahan's name in defamation and jokery. Good, good on you, Daniel. I'm proud of you. I don't know who that. Yeah. I don't know who you're. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but Matt Miller over at Bleacher Report, stupidest thing I read on the internet this week was a seven round okay. projection in which. Okay, give it to me. I'll, I'll give it to you, um, Daniel. If you were going to say the first Georgia player taken off the board this coming mm-hmm. draft, who would it be? Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas. Hundred percent. Would you rate him as one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle, in this year's draft? I would. Not only would you not rate him as such as I would as well, but are there analytics to prove that he only gave something like three pressures in totality of his entire career, three sacks in totality of his career at Georgia? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what um, type of analytics there are, but I can tell you that I watched all the plays, and um, Andrew Thomas is real good. Yeah. Okay. Well, what if I was to tell you that Andrew Thomas – uh, is not the first tackle taken off the board in Matt Miller's That's mock draft. That's a shame. Um, what if That's I was to tell shame. you that he's not even the second tackle taken off okay. the board? Okay, now we're getting into dumbest thing I read on the internet. Okay. What if I was to tell is, you stop? he's not stop the talking. third tackle taken in this mock okay. draft? So now, so now what we have here, what we have here uh-huh. is a Florida fan. Uh-huh. He was recently fired from Saturday Down South. Probably for some sort of illicit behavior in the workplace. I don't know what it was for. I'm speculating. <laughs> sure. Wild conjecture. Um, and, he's, and he's picked up a job at Bleacher Report. Yeah. Because Saturday Down South was like, listen, these takes are not even, we're not even cool with them. <laughs> and this is now this man. He has him as the fourth 
tackle Fourth taken? tackle taken up. I'm going to list you the tackles that are going above him. First tackle, Jedrick Willis sure. Jr. of Alabama. Is that a thing? That's a thing. So he's okay. he hasn't protected to go to the Giants at four. Good mm-hmm. golly. Good help you new head coach over there. Uh, the second mm-hmm. tackle taken is Micah Becton from Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Uh-huh. You know that that dominant football program, Louisville? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the only okay. reason is because he's 6'7", 370. I think that's that's all he did. He just looked down the sheet and was like, oh, that's, that's a big guy. That's a big one. The third tackle, going to the Cleveland Browns at 10, Tristan Wirfs. I don't even know. Just from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. And then after that, Andrew Thomas to the Jets in the mock draft. Right. Now listen here. Listen here right now. Okay, Matt. Matt Miller. Mm-hmm. You're a buffoon. Sure he is listening. He's listening. Thanks for the. Thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for the five star review. You're a Appreciate buffoon. It. You've compromised yourself. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. clearly are not an insider. You should mm-hmm. have at the beginning of your articles. You're a fan. You're not yes. an expert. You don't know Not what you're talking expert. about. And you need a Correct. disclaimer with an asterisk next to every single thing you print off from here going forward. Stupidest thing around. That's the dumb that's if if Andrew Thomas is the dumbest thing if he's the I'm sorry, if Andrew Thomas is the fourth tackle taken in this draft, Clint, mm-hmm. can we agree that we will not only will we formally apologize to Matt Miller on the podcast, uh-huh. I will write him a letter of apology. Handwritten. And I will, I will mail it to his office. Um, because that ain't going to be the thing no. that happens. No. Okay? No. No. Okay. <clears throat> no, won't happen. Uh, the other thing that I read now, and I have to caveat this, but I'm just going to caveat it by swinging a little bit. Uh, it was reported today that a Florida pledge flipped his commitment went to App State. Now, before everybody gets in a in a rush. I, I'm guilty of this. Uh, it was a walk-on commit to Florida. So the guy wasn't on okay. Scully. He flipped, sure. he flipped to Appalachian State. However, however, Daniel. Okay. How many Florida fans you've been hearing about talking about how the gap is closing still on recruiting trail? How Dan Mullen is skull-dragging Kirby Smart through the state of Florida? It's not, um, it's not one or two or a few. It's most. It's most. Now, just so you have some clarity, I know Florida fans has a hard trouble, hard time with this. And good for you. A couple of our Twitter followers have made a pledge not to interact with Florida fan on Twitter. Good on you. Hey. Amen. Amen. Uh, Georgia, Amen in case in case you're new to the new to life, is number one in mm-hmm. recruiting rankings. Uh, Florida, meanwhile, one. We're the f- now is this like yeah. is this like a sport like basketball where you mm. want to get as high of a number as possible or is it like golf where you want to get as low of a number as possible? No, Daniel, no. This is this is the the lower the number, the better. The the, the more the you count, okay. the more off from the best you are. Okay. Good. I was nervous because one is a pretty low it's number. A low number, Daniel. It's an yeah, ace. So I was nervous. I know. Yeah. Uh, we have four or five stars. Florida, meanwhile, eighth has just one five star. Oh, we, they got one they, though. They, they did. I think it's. I look, look at them. I'm not. I think this is the first one Dan Mullen has ever signed in his tenure at Florida. That's so cute. It is cute. Uh, we have 15 four stars. They have 16. They have nine three stars. We have three. Our average is 93.65 tops in the nation. Florida is 90.66. Hmm. So okay. 
Florida thinks they're going to win the national championship this year, Clint. I don't know if you know this. Not one. only does Florida, some some moron trying to get fired is right in how they coming out of the SEC just ready to roll. We have got a lot to talk about in this offseason, but none of the storylines make me any happier than the fact that Florida fans think they're going to win the national championship. Cannot wait for that it. That is like gravy on my biscuits this offseason, Clint. That is absolute gold. Do you know how, how excited are you? When Kyle Trask, after game five, is no longer their starter at quarterback and second Correct. string is, how excited are you mm-hmm. going to be to to talk to Florida fan then? Because that's exactly what happened last year with Felipe Franks. And, I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. doubt it will happen again to Kyle Trask mm-hmm. and whoever they mm-hmm. has behind him. They better hope Emory Jones doesn't transfer before it happens. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all we got to say. Uh, all right, let's talk about – it's been a few days, but we got to talk about this Texas A&M game, the basketball team. Daniel, what happened? What happened to the basketball game on Saturday? Well, a couple things happened. One, Texas A&M is not very good at basketball. But that's not really relevant because what we've established on this podcast and what continues to hold itself to be true is this basketball team is not bad. No. That's not what we've said, and that's not accurate. That's not an accurate description of this basketball team. They are not bad. They are wildly inconsistent. And guess what they were on Saturday? Wildly inconsistent. Uh And they were more good than bad on Saturday, and they got the W because of it. So... Yeah, that, that is what happened. Daniel, we have talked about how young this team is, and I think some people, that sounds like a cop-out. It just sounds like words floating in the air, like an excuse. Mm-hmm. But you saw what happened in the second half when they pulled away. When we say they're a young team, there was a switch, and I don't know exactly when it happened. I want to say it was about 10 minutes left in the game, maybe nine minutes left in the game, where excitement like just skyrocketed for these kids. And they yep. got so amped and so pumped. You saw the energy level. You saw the hustle. You saw steals and rebounding and fast breaks and Edwards doing windmill dunks. You saw that skyrocket. That's what we mean when we say they're a young team who's talented is they have to get this like they don't have internal motivation and discipline yet to just do right to play well when it's not exciting. It takes a little bit of a of a hoorah moment, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, this is what this team can be. This is fun. Absolutely. It's absolutely right. And I think there's there's many notable things. So I'll ask you maybe what, what do you think the most notable thing that we saw on Saturday was. I'll give you mine first, though. I think the most notable thing that we saw on Saturday was the minutes – distribution Clint I Mm. think I was wildly fascinated and pleasantly surprised with the way that the minutes were distributed in this game Anthony Edwards you might recall against um who did we play last that we blew that lead to Missouri oh yeah uh Anthony Edwards against Missouri played 40 minutes a college basketball game lasts 40 minutes Mm -hmm. he played all of them in this game Anthony Edwards played 39 minutes. Listen, young buck, we know you're going to the NBA. That's fine. Uh, We're going to get every minute out of you that we possibly can Mm -hmm. until you do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. But it's not just that. The rotation was significantly 
shortened oh, in this game. Yeah. Now we still we still played eleven guys, but these are the starters minutes: Edwards, Kamara, Wheeler, Hammonds, Harris. These are the distribution of minutes for the starters: thirty nine, thirty three, thirty two, twenty eight, twenty five. The next highest total on the team was twelve minutes. That's the highest total for a bench player. Only two bench players played over 10 minutes in this game. Uh, the players, the, the rotation is shortening, and it does not include Hell. Tyree, Tyree Crump or uh, Gresham. Uh, listen, Gresham has had moments in this game, and, or in, in this season, and Crump played good against Missouri. But he followed that up with six minutes, and he went one of two from the field. Tyree Crump only took two shots in this game, Clint. Ask me why we won the game. Because yep. Tyree Crump only took two shots. That's why we won the game, Clint. Um, Tyree Crump now, listen, on the this, season is thirty shooting 33% from the floor. Well, guess what? He shot 50% in this game, Clint, so that's an uptick. So maybe Ew. play him fewer minutes, let him get a couple shots up. And if he hits one, that's great. But if you play him 15 minutes, guess what? He's still only going to hit one shot. So uh, I was very pleased. And I have more. I may have more to say on that in a second uh, in terms of one particular person. But tell me what you think is the most significant thing that you saw on Saturday. Uh, Daniel, we talked last week, and I was very, very saddened by the lack of inside presence of this team last week. Mm -hmm. Very nervous about the soft underbelly of this basketball team. Uh, welcome yes. to the show, Mike Peak. How you? Oh, hello. How you Mike doing, Peak? How you doing? Okay. This is, this is exactly what I was going to say. You've you've said it for me. So so carry on, Mike Peak. Came in, showed me a lot. Okay, showed me just energy, showed me inside presence. It, I mean, it's not bolstering off the stat line. He played 12 minutes, four points, two or three from the field. Didn't shoot a free throw. Uh, had one offensive rebound, no defense, a block, but but uh, and a steal. I don't care about that. It's not it's not about the stat. It's sheet. not about the stat. You watched the game, yes, and you saw what happened. Mike Peake was was a difference maker in the movement of the ball, of putting just himself in position on defense. Uh, he showed me a spark that I am thrilled to see keep going. Thank you, Mike Peake. You, you want to talk about a letter-writing campaign, Georgia fans. What do we got to do to get a letter-writing campaign to Tom Crean? Mm -hmm. Just to head coach Tom Crean, care of the basketball offices at the University of Georgia, contents of letter, Put Mike Peake in the freaking game. I don't care what he does in practice. I don't care what you have against this kid. This is like Mark Fox type stuff, it feels like. This guy is ob so obviously better than Rodney Howard. But mm -hmm. but it seems like time and time again, Tom Crean, until this game, goes with Rodney Howard over and over again. But every time Mike Peake comes in the game, I see this. I see the same kind of energy from him that I see from two other guys on the team. Ty Fagan, and Jordan Harris. These are the guys on the team that don't have to score a million points. They don't have to have a million rebounds or a million steals. These are the guys on the team that make it go 
It's a young team that that feeds on energy and juice, and these are the guys that bring it. Which is why these are the guys. That's why I'm so glad that Jordan Harris has been put in the starting lineup because that's exactly where he belongs. And that's why I'm glad that Ty Fagan is one of the first players coming off the bench uh, because that's exactly what he should be doing. This team uh, needs energy. It needs to play at a fast pace. It needs to play with enthusiasm. That's its only advantage. And so these these guys, Mike Peak, Ty Fagan, Jordan Harris, these are the guys that bring that. And then you let Anthony Edwards and uh, Severe Wheeler and hopefully Rayshon Hammonds, if he remembers how to basketball at some point. Ooh. You let them score the points and just bring these energy guys in to make a bunch of plays. Uh, that's the kind of thing that we need. But by the way, Jordan Harris, 25 minutes, he scored five points. He also had six rebounds and four assists and three steals. Like That's all I can ask Jordan for. Harris does it. He does everything yeah. on this team. He's our best defender. Um, these are the guys that need to be playing more minutes. Uh, not Christian Brown. Not Tyree Crump. Um, not Rodney Howard. No, for sure. No. So uh, let's hope we see more of that moving forward. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, as promised, and we'll be going through most important player on D line, linebacker, and DB. We hit and. We're hitting football uh, defensive side up pretty hard, and then we're going to get to the basketball preview against Florida. So come back for that. Rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Locked On Podcast. We're the Locked On Bulldogs. Uh, See you tomorrow. See you.